1: Welcome everybody to the Healing Place podcast. I am your host Terry Wellbrock, and super excited to have with me today. Hold on, I've got to get my sheet of paper here, Dr. Allison Kay, and oh my gosh, this list is so amazing. I told her beforehand. I said, you know, I I, I want to read it all, but we're go- we're going to narrow it down just a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, she is a pioneer in the field of energy medicine and holistic thriving, which is something we're going to dive into a bit today. Uh, Yoga teacher, meditation teacher for 25 years, has the vibrational upgrade system, and then we're really going to talk about uh, her books, and she has a fourth one coming out, and we'll do a share screen here in a little bit uh, just to bring those images up for you. So welcome, Dr. Allison. I'm thrilled
2: to visit with you, Terry, and all you listeners out there. This is going to be fun.
1: Yes, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't even know what to talk, dive into first. Let's, let's talk about the books, because that's a big deal. You have this fourth book coming out. Um, so do you want to talk to us about what it's about?
2: Um, it's really, it's called The Dragon Master Creatrix, Conversations with a Female Spiritual Teacher for These Times. And it's born out of, now I work with men too. I tend to actually, like even in my yoga classes, I've always had a higher ratio or or percentage of men to women, even amongst my client base. But nonetheless, I definitely um, have more women. There is a special part of what I do that is really about the raw feminine power of creation well beyond the ability to give birth. And this book is drawing out questions and answers that I have Um, engaged in with my almost all-female students' questions in here. And it's put in a story form, and then there's the question-and-answer sessions within the story form of, I lead retreats. So when I train folks in my vibrational upgrade system, which is a combination of uh, mindfulness and energy medicine, that second book of vibrational Upgrade, Consp- a conspiracy for your bliss has the subtitle from my publisher's insistence H- easing humanity's evolutionary transition because these times have been what they've been since 2012 and i'll t- go into that a bit more and i'm talking about that because this is what's relevant to you who is watching or listening right who cares about my books how can they help you <laughs> so knowing that we're just coming out of 2019 when you see this and COVID is taking a different turn and America is taking a different turn with the inauguration on the 20th. My fourth book is going to release right the day after inauguration. COVID was like a pinnacle of the times we're in. So that second book, Vibrational Upgrade, is written to help you better. It was written in 2016, published to help people better understand the nature of the times we're in. So I had a radio show for two and a half years and um, I was asked by Voice America to talk about the Mayan prediction for December 21st, 2012, back in 2011. And I wasn't doing anything in my business or public speaking around that. So I was kind of perplexed. And then I thought about it for 48 hours and called them back and said, oh yes. So I had on like the scientists from my first book, What If There's Nothing Wrong? All about the equipment that has been created to measure subtle energy because that's what I consider myself and I'm considered an expert in subtle energy. And that's why I moved to Asia for a decade to study how subtle energy moves both in the body and the universe for health and wellness, and also manifesting our greatest life. Um, and the focus of that show was also to bring in scientists who was a lot of energy, Um, (laughs) who, and experts who were focusing on the understanding of what this whole Mayan prediction for 2012 was. And we, I actually was on a cruise as a yoga and meditation teacher and an energy medicine practitioner in the Gulf of Mexico to Chichen Itza, one of the main Mayan sites where there's a ball court that is where it's said to have had the, Mayan calendar actually written that predicted December 21st, 2012. Now I had been there the year before taking a VIP client on a retreat, which I do. My trainings <clears throat> are always done at sacred sites. I, I can go into that in a little bit. So yet on December 21st, 2012, I was barefoot and the ground was rippling with like lightning bolt energy coming up through my feet. It was remarkable. And we had special permission, our group, all dressed in white, to work with a Mayan shaman right there at the pyramid. And I've been back many times, taking people there many times, and it was quite crowded that day. I was actually on TV all the way over as far as Poland because wow. it was so hyped up. Yeah. Um, so we've been in this 20-year window formally starting on December 21st, 2012. That is considered humanity's greatest evolutionary leap. And you can consider 2019 as a peak of that. So there's been waves of people awakening, What I've seen is starting around 2010, so that's when I came back from my decade of living in Asia and studying subtle energy. I was a classroom teacher in the international school system and administrator, and I taught AP psych and English lit, but I was also running energy medicine and wellness sessions along the side, which I had done when I was still in the States before going into the international school system, both of those. And so... I came back to the States, dropped the classroom teaching and administrator and took the energy medicine and wellness profession full time because I came back with the mission of, from everything I had gained and living the contrast and all of that's poured into the first book, What If There's Nothing Wrong? Of looking back from there, because I wrote it over there at the West and seeing, especially in America, how much suffering is typical within the American society in the West, because we avoid going within. So, I had been in Asia and I had been like seeing monks riding their scooters as I drove my scooter up to the market in Taiwan daily. You know, they're in their robes and they're driving away with their bags of fresh veggies and fruit. And I'm going up to do the same thing. And then on breaks, when I, in between the semesters or in Chinese New Year, I'd go to Thailand and I'd see, I'll never forget in Bangkok, I saw this monk and they have bright orange robes there. This monk was in. Um, his robes, right in, um, by the subway. I believe that they were just building. It was. It's actually an overhead. It's not underground. And he was smoking a cigarette and on his and on his cell phone. In a monk <laughs> robe. So, I, I, so it was much more like into our everyday. These reminders, and there were you know huge statues of Guanyin, huge statues of Buddha, and monasteries that I'd go visit and talk with the monks who could speak English because my Chinese wasn't it was conversational, but when I wanted to start asking questions about consciousness and energy, it was really choppy. Um, It was easier when I was dealing with like reflexologists and tween massage therapists because I could motion more. But when talking about the mind, I needed English. (laughs) So um, there's these constant reminders to go within. It wasn't tolerated to get upset over there. And, and fling at other people, unless you did it behind closed doors in your own home. And then that was a whole nother story. But to save face, you don't ever get upset in public. And so that for me as a Westerner with Western eyes, also, you know, the, the not showing impatience, the always as best as one can being gracious and you lose face if you get upset in public, combined with all the Buddhist reminders, is I ended up with the view of understanding that we're not looking inside. And it's hurting us, including like, if we paid attention to our diet, if we paid attention to our exercise, if we paid attention to what our body felt like, that is creating the internal environment. That's our power. The the biggest hitters here in America and in the West, as soon as a country over in the East adopts a Western diet, by now most of us know this. The high cholesterol kicks in, the high blood pressure kicks in and, the, and came higher rates of cancer because of the high protein consumption and the crappy diet. So we don't have to be defra- – like even wheat in gluten intolerance, what I understand is that in the 80s, they manipulated, they being agro-industry, manipulated the wheat plant to the point so they could grow more to yield a higher profit, and they've tested it on animals. Uh, nutritionist from Cornell I was speaking to at one point when I was working with David Wolfe, john robbins and dr mercola and so this um, nutritionist from cornell was the one telling me this so they did tests on animals with the wheat and animals couldn't even digest it and they've been asking the american public to consume it since the 80s so wheat gluten intolerance and even celiac disease i'm going to go out on a limb and i'm going to say just get out of the american wheat completely so we have so much more power where we don't have to defer to doctors and we don't have to defer to authorities outside of us. Even with me, you may visit with me, work with me for a period of time, but it's all to get the training wheels taken off your bike. So you take over with your own internal power. We are wired with the system for thriving. And if you look at like the amount of medication commercials on TV and in the messaging, like even traveling, even in the UK, let's just leave Asia aside. Even in the UK, the airport lines coming back to the States. As soon as I'm approaching the States again, and I'm not like in a domestic to the UK airport, there's a, a say, if we look at a, a group of people aged 70 or over, the majority of them are not in wheelchairs waiting to be wheeled onto the plane like it is for American boarding planes. It's phenomenal. They're spry, they're walking, no canes, they're thin, they're happy. Like in Scotland, there was this castle ruins I visited and it said super citizens for their senior citizens, entry fee. And I thought that was great. So there's like this system we have in America in particular, that honors destruction and and, and heightens fear and then asks us, to go to someone outside of us to buy their product in order to squelch that fear that they've catalyzed. So all of this is happening while um, later on, I went to Teotihuacan, which is a ruin outside of Mexico City for an equinox. I tend to, on the solstices and equinoxes, go to sacred sites and then do energy medicine from there, giving them, sending it back to my clients, like I'll video it, and so my masterminders. So I did this on an equinox, and I recorded, and we hired a local guide, and I recorded him and asked the question, okay, so, so this is around 2017, maybe 2018, actually. And I asked him, hey, what's the difference between the old paradigm that you understand as the mind that you are and the new one? And he said the old paradigm was about destruction, and the new paradigm is about construction. So when I came back to the States in 2010, I saw that there were some people who were coming to me as clients having like triple crises in their lives. Somebody dies that they love, they lose their job, um, divorce or illness, diagnosis. So then around 2012 was when the first wave started to awaken and start to like seek out yoga or more meditation. And then like 2014, there was another wave where now we started seeing more people talking about being sensitive or empathic and then in 2016 we started to see all of that and more so this solstice on december 21st that will really have just passed when you hear this so see this was the marker of the pivot point from the old paradigm of destruction really having collapsed and the new one really beginning starting in 2021 so 2019 pardon me 2020 has been like a tightened excuse me birth canal So you're not meant to be suffering. You're meant to be thriving. And there's so much societal conditioning and messaging that people totally forget that. And I ask you, what if we didn't need crisis to go inside?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I say it often to, well, on this show for the past three years and (laughs) to so many people that I talk to that, yes, I the healing work that I did, you have to go back into the darkness to get to the light. You have to go within. And, and so I had to return to all of that stored negative energy, all of that that had happened, that trauma, and do the healing work and shine that light on it in order to to release it. Um, yeah.
2: So. Life. So then there becomes this whole other, and this is what I write about in the book that's releasing in January, the driver master creatix. Because there's this whole other level. Like, let's even look at surrender. When I say, or when you hear the teaching, surrender. What does that mean for you?
1: Uh, to give it up to a higher power, to, I mean, at least in in my opinion.
2: <laughs> yeah, let go of all that control the mind likes to have. Yeah. 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 So what if there's this whole other level of surrender where now the new times that we're in is we're really actually meant to be, after we learn that type of surrender, the actual more advanced level of surrender is calling half of that back in to bring the pendulum back into balance. So it's a co-creation and that we're able to actually, like the wiring in the upper belly, that solar plexus chakra is actually, every chakra has the right to blank. And when you can embody that, that chakra is open and healthy. So that's where all the clearing of the heaviness that you're talking about in the darkness, all the unconscious and subconscious stuff. <laughs> um, when we clear all of that, <clears throat> there's this whole other realm of this fun, I'm not going to call it work, but this play that has potential to be activated so that you can continue to evolve and continue to progress and continue to grow and continue to co-create an even better and better life. And so the solar plexus has the right to desire what you desire. The lower belly, the sacral area, right beneath the belly button is your right to feel what you feel. The root chakra, the grounder, the base of the whole system is your right to be here. So if you're born into a family where mom is upset about having another child or parents are fighting, don't want the child, and you're in the womb during that time, you end up feeling you don't really have the right to be here. Something's off. If you're born into like abuse or a parent abandons, that's the root chakra in the early years. And so if you don't ever have the right, feel like you have the right to be here, then you don't. At all, move up to I have the right to feel what I feel because you don't even have the right to be here. So, why would you have any right to feel what you feel? Never mind having the right to desire what you desire. So, the, I, I say this because I'm, I'm speaking a little bit and clearing a little bit indirectly with your background, what little you told me before we got on, because you're sitting here like a beaming light. And you're so ready for more thriving with the big move and and living the dream life that you just made, Terry. That's what we're all supposed to be doing right now. We are supposed to be living our dream life and, and choosing beyond the status quo. But you can't do that if these shockers are carrying the old and you're walking around with the propensity to keep choosing the same because you don't feel safe enough because you don't feel like you belong to take risks and have courage to make a new choice. There's so much I could explain right now
1: Wow, you're speaking to my soul right now because
2: I'm I'm yeah. just
1: in the process of starting to create an online course and monetize this business. I've gifted it out to the world, this no podcast family. and these letters and so much. And so I've been, I reached out to a bunch of previous podcast guests and said, hey, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And the response was incredible. Like 40 of them came back and gave me incredible information. Uh, like, well, I get it yeah like here's my agent and here's my pr person and here's this and here's this course and here's this and it's been wonderful now i'm in overload but yeah. the whole thing was somebody one of these brilliant people. Receive. do what
2: asking you shall receive
1: yes exactly well one of these brilliant people said to me you know what you've got a blockage going on here what what is it let's talk about it and so we we talked about it and I said, oh my gosh, it was one of those aha moments of my dad. He was a Jesuit brother for eight years in the Catholic church. And wow. um, he thought greed was you know, one of the sin, horrible sins and that anybody who wanted money or had money or sought money or wanted to be successful was somehow this horrible person. And so I, I was like, oh my gosh, that's my dad message. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh, that's exactly what I'm up to day in and day out within my signature program as I sit here with this knowing look increasingly on my face, right? So right. I'm, I'm <laughs> no means wanting to sit here and pitch to you my program. But I want to tell you, Magic Manifestation and Money Flow is my signature program. And one of them, and so it's focused on manifesting as if by magic when you're in the flow, and that includes money. Yeah. So the whole, I have a Chakra Tumon audio series, and it's, obviously all the chakras that go in for an hour clearing out all the unconscious and subconscious stuff. So Terry, from ages in listeners, from ages zero to two, when we're um, just out of the womb, we don't separate from our feelings and thoughts from our parents. Remember I, I studied developmental psychology as well as the chakra system. So this is kind of a coupling as well as I'm a personal trainer in mind, body fitness, and then also a specialty certification in behavioral change. So there's Eastern and Western here. So. The chakra systems used as you first enter the magic manifestation money flow program, but it's not in order, root, second, third, fourth. I asked for guidance how best to help them in the context of increasing money flows, increasing ease with allowing oneself to have more money, doing what one loves, having an easier time manifesting. So it started with the root and then it went to the heart. I'm not going to go on from there. And then I bring in a bunch of clearing around the spiritual right now, and I talk about this in the latest book, The Dragon Master Matrix, the spiritual is meant to be balancing with the material. So you know how we've spent a period of time in the United States calling the spiritual stuff woo-woo? Right. So I had forgotten about that term when I lived in Asia. I'm, I'm, I'm living in Asia, steeped in studying energy medicine where they evaluate primary over the physical. So if anything, they were more dreamy than physically oriented the way we we're more physically oriented here, Right. That makes sense yes okay so i i why am i saying this internal versus external so here the term woo like my second year back i was doing an interview and somebody said that to me on the interview and i was like what and then i remembered that word and i was like at this point i feel like it's ignorant to use that word anymore why would you ignore half of our existence the invisible if not more than half of our existence the physical is only one aspect of our existence So I say that and then leave that behind because the spiritual and the material means not only are the materialistic geared folks needing to rebalance with their divine essence or their spirituality to have more balance and less greed and where it's out of balance on that end of the spectrum but then it's all the beloved beautiful people like yourself and the listeners who don't let themselves have more because of the conditioning of either religions from past life religious work as a monk or as a nun or whether you believe in past lives or not or this lifetime's religious conditioning, or minimalistic, let's save the earth, protect the earth conditioning, where if I want a certain amount, or if I want that kind of car, that means I'm greedy, and I don't want to be that, that's the worst thing I can possibly be, so why would I go for money, like it's this weird, and so these conclusions from zero to two, right, we don't separate from our parents, let me go back to that, so we, how are the thoughts and feelings of our parents, we just get imprinted with it. At two, when we start going, no, 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 the terrible twos was separating. And now from two to eight, we're sitting there like interpreting, okay, so how do I get that feeling my older sister's getting of, of love? I love that smile, it, it, way mom is when she does, what does she do to get that? Oh, she washes the dishes, she cleans, she's a good girl. So if I'm a good little girl, then I will get that feeling I want. So into the subconscious goes, okay, the way the world works is I need to be a good little girl. It sounds overly simplified because it is, it's childlike logic. So we end up like that woman then grows up and becomes a woman. And so she could be in a relationship dynamic where she's spending all the time being a pleaser and being a good little girl and not speaking up for herself, leading to ultimately a divorce or ultimately abuse or ultimately uh, he dies earlier. She dies early. So, working this stuff out that's really there and only like 10 ish percent of what is existing in our consciousness is at the level that we can hear so even with the practice of meditation knowing that I'm a meditation yoga teacher you can observe your thoughts you develop the observer you detach from your thinking mind so you have more space and you're, you, then you question your thoughts and then you start to have even more space. And then you do all these clearings and activations. It speeds up this by like, I don't know, 10 times. I've seen what well, took me about five years to get to with just meditation alone. I've, I'm seeing some of my clients get to like within a year-ish and a half or so with these couple, the clearings and activations together with the mindfulness coaching. So... Why am I saying this? Because even with the observer developed, you only see or observe 10 ish percent of the actual thoughts you have. It's about 85 to 90% of everything every day that we choose is habit. So that's subconscious and unconscious. So we're creating 90% of the recreating 90% of the past every single day, because we're not consciously choosing. Like when you're driving a car, you first learn, you talk to yourself, brake, reverse, hands at 10 and two. You don't do that now once you've learned, you know, but it's the same thing with with the subconscious. And so 85 to 90% of our daily choices are made from that unconscious in subconscious place. So it behooves us to clear that shite out. So we have much more access to much more alive chi or life force or prana so that We are much more connected to the divine. We're much more connected to our higher self. We're much more emanating out and connected to the field of unlimited possibilities and allowing ourselves to live the greatest life possible that our own unique soul is here to live in this time now, which means if you have learned something, Terry, that you want to share and you've moved out of the I must give away (laughs) stage, which... I understand, I really do. And this is one of the biggest areas is helping women where they're loving humanity so much and they're kind, spiritual, compassionate women stopping that Yeah, w- from where it's out of balance because the heart chakra involves, so the heart, I'm not going to point to them. I was just going to grab my screen and point down. <laughs> the heart chakra in between the breasts and the third chakra, the upper digestive tract, it's self-worth self-esteem, self-confidence, self-love. So self-esteem, self-confidence, and self-worth is the solar plexus. That's the belly, the top of the digestive tract. It's also your empathic equipment where you take in what others feel. So anxiousness, so much of the time, isn't yours because you take anxiousness in from the chakra that tunes into what others are feeling. That chakra also carries anxiousness as an aspect. That's where it happens. Anxiousness doesn't happen here. It doesn't happen at your toes. It doesn't happen at your root. It happens at your upper belly, the solar plexus chakra. So it's a double whammy. It's interesting. Then the heart chakra is about self-love, but it's about self-care and self-nurturance and the giving and receiving. So if we are really genuinely loving, we are going to let ourselves have self-care and self-nurturance which is being cared for financially instead of just giving it away so there's this whole like reworking. it seems like of not only the spiritual people including like toughening up i have had so many soft kind loving empathic or sensitive people say to me through the years of my monthly free call i will never forget this was on like 2013 terry in listeners it, she said Miss, not Miss K, because that was when I was in the classroom. Doctor Allison, when I am um, feeling like I don't know, I'm taking on so much negative energy, and and I can't get rid of it. I feel like I'm almost being bullied. Do I just need to toughen up? And I I was surprised. I sat there as always and listened to my intuition to answer. I didn't just talk like I am now. But part of me's tuned intuitively what to talk about. I'll have you know, Um, because there's a whole bunch I could be and I'm not. Um, And I said, yeah. In fact, it is time for the soft, loving, spiritual people to toughen up and not be bullied, but not only that, but let yourself become more materialized. Let yourself become more embodied. Let yourself appreciate the physical more. Let yourself, you know, appreciate obviously sex, but appreciate a good apple and appreciate a beautiful handbag and I even said that with that look on my face, cause I don't give a shit about handbags. <laughs> right. I, I mean, but I do buy bags when I travel to different countries. So that's not true. I just don't, I have a judgment about a Louis Vuitton bag and the amount that it costs or the knockoffs we see in Taiwan and China. So anyway, it's, it's all of that rebalancing.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. I'm mesmerized by it all. And, and it's, it, I, I smiled so big when you said appreciate a good apple because I had an apple with my lunch today and I, I am uh, so appreciative because I've reached this beautiful place of healing and I do a tremendous amount of mindfulness practice every day. And it is of enjoying this moment in the now. And I just, I I so appreciated the apple that I ate today and it was amazingly delicious because it is about changing those habitual patterns and rewiring the brain with brain plasticity. (laughs) What kind of apple was it? Uh, I think a Gala, Gala, I don't know. Hey, did you do Honeycrisp? I have had Honeycrisp, they're the bigger the bigger uh-huh. ones, right? And the
2: harder yeah. ones? Yeah. Yeah, it's good fiber, an apple a day helps keep the doctor away.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and Sammy, our therapy dog, she knows whenever I'm eating an apple, she can be on the other end, of the, you know, upstairs, and she'll hear me crunching into an apple, and she comes flying into the kitchen, oh ready to God. have I said, I she think she's part of it? horse because I think horses love apples. So.
2: They yeah. do. So she gets
1: apple. Yes. I give her a little bite of my apple.
2: Yeah. Do you know apple in Gaelic means, so the, do you, you know, the King Arthur legends in there, you've heard of the land of Avalon. Did you ever hear Avalon? No. King Arthur in Guinevere. You've heard oh, that. Oh yes,
1: that. Okay. Yes, yes, yes.
2: <laughs> All right. So hooking into that legend and folklore, Um the, Land of Avalon is where he was supposed to have been. He found Excalibur's sword and okay. then he was taken by some goddesses over to the land of Avalon to die. Um, and so the lore around King Arthur is that he was of great light and he was a great leader, a very kind, compassionate, chivalric knight, and that when the UK needed the, his light again, he will return. And so in this late time, there's been in this last, I don't know, a couple of decades, it seems like, well, the King Arthur legend and folklore over there hasn't gone away. I don't know if it's increased or not recently. I mean, I went to where he's said to have been born and that place is so touristy. So Avalon in Gaelic means apple. Oh. So there's an association. And so when you, so Glastonbury United Kingdom is thought to be the heart chakra of the planet. And that's where I lead my trainings. Um, so my, people getting certified in the system of mindfulness and energy medicine. They're masterminders. I work with them all throughout the year in six month rounds online. And then we meet in person over there and that's when they actually get the attunements and the training and the manuals and the certification in Vibrational Create System, whatever level they're at. Dragon Master is the third level and that's the name of my new book, The Dragon Master Creatrix. Over there in Glastonbury, that's supposed to be the land of Avalon. That's supposed to be where King Arthur lived out this chivalric magical life and it's just profound going to sacred sites on the planet there's chakras on the planet and then and the ancients understood that there's these sacred sites on the planet that you could go to and then they would have ceremonies there which cultivated the consciousness even more so you can feel it right when you go to these places and so i do increased work with clients at these places to impact not only the earth so it distributes out but also on the clients themselves and i talked about that a bit in the last book reasonable dragons and the dragon master creatrix yeah i want to pull that up again only because i want to remind people
1: so this is a um this isn't a completed because the book hasn't come out yet so the back of this i noticed it's written in that in like it's just what pretend language um, so don't try to read that <laughs> in case you're like, what language is this written in? But yeah, we just <laughs> to, I just wanted to give you a visual.
2: <laughs> oh, that's great.
1: I'm not going to buy this book. It's in, you know, Latin. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> no, the front covers what to read. Yes, yes, exactly. So yeah, so this is, this is, uh probably going to be the cover, maybe a few changes, but there you go. So I just wanted to point that out. When I pulled it up earlier, you were making such a wonderful point. I didn't want to interrupt you. but
2: <laughs> Thank you. That was perfect. You did Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like there's something you want to ask for yourself and it will help the, the listeners if you don't mind me taking the lead in that way. What? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, Do you have anything in your life right now shift or more of or less of what is it?
1: um well exactly what I was talking about like I'm trying to figure out um how to how to monetize this business do I finish my book manuscript that I've been writing for five years do I do a course do I do the coaching do I and I have so I have this list that's overwhelming me which is good I'm not complaining because the response was so beautiful so I'm trying to figure out what is it that my audience needs what is it that that um you know people who are tuning in what are they looking for um obviously the pandemic is creating a heightened sense of anxiety and worry and panic and you know i see it on social media um i see it with with friends and family and how scared they are and so me who lived with panic attacks for 25 years i'm very calm because i've done this healing work and i'm i'm not stressing about it i'm I'm still joyous and at peace, but I want to know what to do to help people. And so that's, that's kind of where my
2: brain has been. So, okay. So I can, I'm going to, I'm going to work with my intuition here. I could give you my experience and therefore opinion right. on, uh, it says the author of now four books, basically, as I still complete the fourth. Um, this one piece will be opinion and it's backed by professional experience and um, expertise. You don't write a book to make money. Right. I've heard Um, that often. Yes. You you just do not. Um, Now I'm going to tune in intuitively and I'm going to, I'm going to model for you what I, what I do, because Terry, I do the same thing. Like I, it's just, I'm going to go advanced. I'm not going to hold back here. It's kind of an interesting balance. It's funny. It's what was, I was just was writing about um, before we came together. So it's those two levels of surrender, right? And as we step up to be more the co-creator, we can't have you totally, we can't have me totally checked out of what I desire or what you desire just for the service. What do they need? All of my calls I have ever done, all of my interviews, all of my summits I've ever been on, all of the books I've ever written, all the programs I've ever designed, all of the sessions I've ever given, and they are in the tens of thousands, has always been prefaced with some clearing on myself, what would it take or what energy space and consciousness can me and my body be to contribute even with my posts on my Facebook business page every day? How can I best serve this person in front of me? How can I best serve their consciousness? What is it that they need? And I'm finding that while that is absolutely beautiful catalyst for then my flow to come in and then I serve it's almost like a connector abandoning myself is no longer okay an utter absolute chess piece service is not okay and it's not like the skills that I can teach and do teach and certify in you can end up channeling and the, the idea with channeling is never to go into a trance, never to leave your body, but to be there, present. You're the one who's made choices to cultivate this ability. You're the one who's made choices to not do that and yes, do that. You're here. Acknowledge it. So it's the same thing with what wants to get birth through you. Do not disregard your desires. So on that note, I'm going to say I'm back to you. Coaching, developing the program of these two which one do you feel lighter about which one am i more drawn to yeah however you want
1: to say it yeah is is creating a program creating a course
2: well i would agree with you that's what i i got to intuitively you're you're lit up all around that um so focus on that yeah and you could also during so then in the design of it, as you heard me talk about my Magic Manifestation and Money Flow program, when I was designing it, I lived, like I used to teach curriculum design in the classroom as an administrator and department chair. So I kind of approached it from that same way, but I asked it to be done through me for their highest and best outcomes, if this is the focus of the program. And it really did get written through me. I was, I was flabbergasted at the order the chakras came in to use. I was like, oh, whoa. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. So <laughs> I looked oh, at yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, just allow yourself to have some kind of plug in mechanism before like no approach. I don't normally talk like this. I'm giving advice. I, and I don't normally do this. I apologize. No, it's good. Yeah, I don't, but I don't, I don't coach that way. I usually go intuitive. Um, and I, so how do I want to say this? Um, we can approach stuff. Like I have all this training in curriculum design and I could have approached my program that way. The mind would want to strategize and plan and make things I fit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it won't end up creating what's actually the vehicle needed out there that they're asking for.
1: Yeah. And that's what I need to trust and surrender to. <laughs> yeah.
2: But no, too, don't expect yourself to completely go away. Like you're taking like I'm activating every time I do a a clearing, a vibrational upgrade, clearing and activation statement, I'm activating latent keys and codes and ancient wisdom within you. So these awakening times, the the, the astrological arrangements that are happening. Uh, that have like we're having on this solstice on december 21st which is less than a month when you guys are listening to this we're having planetary arrangements that haven't happened one of them hasn't happened since the 1200s and another one since the 1600s and both of those brought in huge historically important key events we are living in phenomenal times and the planets are arranging themselves to induce that like we're puppets, man, you know, <laughs> to a certain degree, you know? And so we're feeling what we're feeling because these planets with their influences that the ancients used to know more about than us now are it's influencing us to feel a certain way. The protesting in the streets, all the different marches and all the capital cities around the world has been in great part because of what Uranus and um in I don't even know because I'm not a professional astrologer, but there's a couple of planets that are considered the revolutionary planets and they shake stuff up. So there's Ancient wisdom within each of us that's awakening now. So that's what I love to do is activate the potential in someone. So you want to allow for you to occupy enough space so that it's not just total bringing down or channeling. It's it, As the life force comes through, it has an intelligence of its own anyway. So if you were doing clearings with me, then you'd all in activations. you'd have more of these ignited. So as you sit there and you feel like you're meant to just be channeling, let it feel a little bit more like you're strategizing because some keys and codes are getting awakened and you even just from the planets and what they're pouring down. Um, when I say pouring down, so magnetism happens between two different planets. I mean, the moon pulls the tides, the moon, right. An old term for women menstruating is called mooning, right? So each planet has its own pull and effect on us. So, Involved in that is there are certain energetics pouring down on us. I don't know how to say it any other way. But if you also look at the parallel of more interest in the space exploration increasing lately, again since the 70s we just are now starting. Tesla just yesterday launched something and said, "Okay, Mars is next. Here we come." Yeah. So there's increased interest in this in this planets. It's no coincidence. The cosmos are inducing the change on planet Earth, and we are here to help usher it in. So that planets are having certain effects on us, and in those effects, we're having some of our keys and codes of ancient wisdom activated within us. So we want to have you a bit more present than that just total surrender and flow thing. Well, I loved what you said about teamwork. I mean, it really
1: resonated with me, and it's it's that idea that I I'm at least understanding right now is that what comes through me is meant for me. And, and it's, it's so therefore I need to kind of hold it by the hand and do it together. Is how I'm seeing it.
2: Yes. It's a co.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. Amazing. That was good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was good. Yeah. Okay.
1: Oh, there's Sammy. She's saying hi. She popped up to say hello.
2: You <laughs> like that one. Mom shifted, didn't she? Your yeah. Father, didn't ya? Yeah. I see him. She feels good, huh?
1: She's looking at the door. I, I don't know if somebody has
2: shown up or... No, get an Amazon yeah. Prime delivery or something?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. That might be it. It is dinner time. So she's probably like, all right, let's be done.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so
1: anything else that you wanted to touch upon that we haven't had an opportunity to? Yeah, just blessings. And keep okay. on thriving yeah wonderful oh my gosh well i feel i feel very blessed that uh yeah you took the time to talk to me about about my needs and, and my audience needs truly i mean in in the long run of um
2: yeah what we can do
1: together as a team
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We create yours and i create mine and they receive or they create i mean it's a it's a patchwork quilt it's yeah. beautiful so how do people get in touch with you how do they find you amazon or uh, so allison with one l j middle initial k-a-y um is my website too allisonjk.com or vibrationupgrade.com um there you go all right wonderful okay well again thank
1: you so very much for my being honor thank here, you for, for yeah shining your beautiful light
2: you too <laughs> all, right.
1: all right well everyone thanks for joining us today on the healing place podcast and remember until next time be gentle with yourself Thanks. Bye bye.
0: Thank you so much for listening today to the Healing Place podcast with your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Terry, her mission, and the Hope for Healing journey, visit Terry's website at www.terrywellbrock.com. Thank you for liking, commenting, sharing, and offering your reviews on our YouTube channel audio outlets, and Facebook page. And, as Terry reminds us, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself.